0: Support for Bartholomew Town comes from Commonwealth Care Alliance Rhode Island, delivering uncommon care to Rhode Islanders, and the University of Rhode Island online.
1: This is the Bartholomew Town Podcast. Hi there, I'm Annette Tanti. I'm the Managing Director of Ryehub. Ryehub is Rhode Island's innovation hub, and we've been around since the end of 2019. So I'm actually here today to talk about Rhode Island Startup Week. that actually begins tomorrow, Friday, the 30th of September. Uh, uh should we just keep talking?
0: <laughs> well I was gonna say Constance uh, you're on, on you are on mute, I which is a, a, a beautiful thing of Zoom that we all think. So,
2: yeah. <laughs> Starting off on the right foot. <laughs> That's it. Um, I'm Constance Ferber. I'm the Senior Director of Strategy and Business Development at SEG. And SEG accelerates impact by providing inclusive support and networks uh, for entrepreneurs and businesses um, committed to positive societal and economic change in Rhode Island.
0: Awesome. So Startup Week, let's let's start there in terms of just the specifics of it, because I do want to have a discussion on the role that the entrepreneur plays in Rhode Island, especially as we look forward the next 10 years so to speak, as we build in terms of in terms of Providence Newport there's a lot of energy going into um, micro entities if you will as as part of a bigger and broader ecosystem but then on a statewide basis as well it's certainly at play. but starting with startup week, I mean just give us the overview if you could, Annette, as far as what is it and and what should people know about
1: it Yeah, great. So this is the second year. We're doing a full week of uh, basically, it's about innovation and entrepreneurship. Uh, It's important to note, you know, Rye Hub is all about high growth, high tech startup businesses. That's why we exist. I started three of them myself. However, Startup Week is actually bringing everybody in the state, all citizens and every line into the play. So we've got a track just for small business. We've got a track for social enterprise. Uh, and of course, high tech, high high growth. Uh, we also have a food track. So uh, the reason why this year is really interesting is because we have over 27 organizations coming together across the state and they're putting on over 50 different events. Uh, the events start tomorrow. And I'll just say this, very different for us this year. We're actually starting with a boat cruise around Narragansett Bay, but we're doing it with Rhode Island Design Week. We're hosting the final Rhode Island Design Week uh, uh, event uh, for them. And we're actually, they're passing the baton to us. We're going to keep the energy high in Rhode Island from the designers to the high tech, high growth entrepreneurs. And um, that's how we're kicking off. Uh, And I'll say one more thing before we, uh, we go to the next stage. We're running for the first time ever on Saturday, a full day for high school students across Rhode Island, a way for them to learn about entrepreneurship, to pitch, to win prizes. And that's happening all day on Saturday. So it's pretty interesting. We're, we're running Young Entrepreneurs Summit um,
2: also at the start of Startup Week. Very cool. Uh, just to add, yeah, just please. To add Jeanette, I mean, I think, you know, we often say that small businesses are the backbone of Rhode Island's economy, but we, we really are. I mean, you know, small businesses, uh, they employ over half of Rhode Island's uh, workforce across the state. And so I think it's a really exciting opportunity to just celebrate the collaboration, the innovation, um, that is happening in our state and really, you know, it's an opportunity to showcase what Rhode Island has to offer.
1: I, I couldn't agree more. It's it's so important. Uh, innovation is really the key and you're not kidding the small uh, and medium sized businesses, those that serve local, that's like, that is the entire backbone. So again, we, we feel very strongly that an entrepreneur uh, and, and an innovator can be building something small. Mm-hmm. Awesome.
0: Yeah, there's really no question that innovation is, it's, it's a buzzword when we talk, when we think about Providence, the innovation district. I mean, it's its front and center, but it's very real. It goes, I mean, the history of civilized mankind is based on innovation. Obviously, this is all duh stuff. But in this critical moment right now, where are the, what are some of the super sectors that you're starting to see a lot of innovation that is specifically tied to Rhode Island and where we're going as a state?
1: Well, we actually look at some of the very large move-the-needle types of technologies. So we can start with wind. Uh, Wind is really an important technology for our future. Um, It's going to employ a lot of people. Uh, There are incredible movements here in the state uh, to skill up uh, a uh, a group of folks, um, including, and importantly, those in underserved communities, to get into these high-tech, high-growth jobs uh, so wind power is one of them. Blue tech is another. Ocean technology. So those are big for Rhode Island. And, you know, we can't say enough good about those. On top of it, Rhode Island is pretty big in food. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, we're yep. a foodie state uh, and we're doing a lot more for food uh, startups now than we have been ever. And then on top of that, I would say healthcare is another big one for us. But we also have our fair share of software based high tech, you know, startups.
0: Yeah, I mean, we talk about the blue economy as a major driver of where we're going, where we've been. Frankly, when we look back in Rhode Island history, and we oftentimes we see, you know, the in the healthcare startup field, if you will, whether you're talking insurers or obviously the institutions that we have here, the hospitals, so on and so forth. Brown University, even at the nursing level, with some of the institutions that we have in in Providence and on a statewide basis, you know, it's Rhode Islanders. I hear this on like talk radio or just like some somebody offers me a complaint when I'm out and about, oh man, this state, you know, when, you know, somebody even remarked the other day when I was doing an interview with mayor elect, ostensibly mayor elect Brett Smiley, you know, they put it oh, odd, you know, Providence will never be Boston. We'll never be as good as Boston. Why even bother? Why are we even trying? I mean, what what role can startups thank play goodness, in changing right? that mentality?
1: Yeah. Thank goodness. We're not Boston. We're Providence. yeah, seriously, we're Rhode Island. We're <laughs> We're like, we're so cool because of our size. I do think you're absolutely right. There tends to be this little bit of DNA left in Rhode Island where it kind of spins a little negative on like, ah, oh, you know, but that we're changing that. I feel strongly like there is a group of us, including constant SCG. We're changing that idea of we can't do that here. That's somewhere else. They go to New York for that, or they go to Boston for that. Right. We We are here because we have such a a gem of a state, of of an area to actually grow something new from places like uh, Social Enterprise Greenhouse that will help you with your social enterprise and get involved in the community to one of the things that Rye Hub does is we're bringing in startup companies from out of the state and out of the country to land and expand here. And 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 the number one reason why is we can give them access like no other state. We can get you to the governor, we can get you to the people who, you know, run the State House we can get you to whatever you need at the top of Brown University University of Rhode Island etc uh here and we are part of that northeast corridor fifty million plus households so we have a gem here and great beaches better right. food so that's what we sell yes. in, um, and Rhode Island's good for that
0: not to mention traffic you know I mean people would obviously point out the public transportation is is You know, it's not so hot here in Rhode Island. We're certainly seeing specifically right now with a driver shortage that's forcing a lot of routes to be canceled. That's a factor. But, you know, at the same time, you don't have to sit typically unless there's lane construction at the 19595 intersection or something like that. You're usually not going to be sitting in traffic. You have a higher quality of life here in Rhode Island. Do you think that that's, you know, you look at Austin, Texas, Chattanooga, Tennessee, some of these cities that have built a a a reputation if nothing else as being a hub for both startups in in terms of tech innovation and um and healthcare but also the arts and everything that goes with that it's kind of this dual dual pathway to give a lot of the things that you would get in a new, in a New York Boston Los Angeles Chicago but in a much more compact city. Do you think we can do that? Can we be that here in Rhode Island?
1: I think we can. Um, we actually have the foundation, you mentioned design, between RISD, Brown University. And actually, let me just say this. There are 12 colleges and universities in our very small state. Yep. Uh, we have over 77,000 uh, students that are matriculated in college and universities here. That is a very dense uh, scenario. It is often people uh, coming out of colleges that really push the innovation button, and I think we have not yet leveraged that. We're going to be doing a lot of work in the next year to, uh, as I call it, top of the funnel, bring those people in and get them to not just start their business here, but stay here and scale their business here. We want that because that's what moves the needle for our economic development here in Rhode Island, and um, I, I think We can harness so much more from our colleges. It's amazing.
0: No question about it. Constance, I'll ask you this, you know, and and you mentioned, uh, Annette, the pathway, if you will, that can exist between the private sector and government. I mean, there's the old anecdote of, oh, you can bump into Senator Sheldon Whitehouse at the grocery store. I just bumped into him at a cafe on Block Island or something like that the other last week. You know, it it does really happen. At the same time, how responsive has Rhode Island's government uh, from elected officials through RI Commerce, the Department of Business Regulations, whatever it may be, how responsive are they and how much do they understand the changes that have taken place in the last couple of decades moving towards you know the sort of work that, that SEG focuses on and just in general startups as a long tail super sector that needs nurturing and development, everything from housing to funding to fun as well and entertainment for Rhode Island to be attractive in this space.
2: Yeah, well, I think similar to what Annette has said in the sense that Rhode Island is, you know, a small state, so it is very easy to be sort of communicating and engaging with Uh, government on what um, the business support organizations are seeing on the ground. I think, you know, we can pick up the phone and call commerce RI and have a, have a a discussion about it. So I think I, it feels very um, sort of relatable and as someone that came from New York city (laughs) to Rhode Island, it it is something that has really, really surprised me about, about this state.
1: Uh, I'll add to that too. you, You know, look at next week, um, on Monday, Liz Tanner, our new Secretary of Commerce, mm-hmm. is doing an entire hour from noon to one o'clock um, at Venture Cafe. And it's all about blockchain and the blockchain technology that will change the way we w- work and, and interact with government. And she's a big thinker. Uh, I invite ev- It's free. Everybody can go. But there's somebody who's now running uh, Commerce RI. Mm-hmm. And she's right in the thick of it. And she knows she knows her stuff.
0: And that's interesting, too, because it shows how much has changed in the last four or five years. I remember back in 2018, a Republican gubernatorial candidate, Giovanni Ferosi, who was uh, previously a CEO of Alex Anani. And, you know, there's uh, there are fiscal management on a personal level things so you can throw barbs at him for. It. But I remember one idea he had. Hey, look. Rhode Island needs to be like Cumberland farms used to be this orange and blue motif, kind of a beat down store. Now it's this like completely different green and blue motif. They look beautiful, whatever. And one of his driving ideas was blockchain. And he would bring these, that, that idea to making Rhode Island a blockchain hub, much like Delaware is like the LLC capital or something like that. And people laughed at him, you know, in debates, they, you know they they would say, Oh, how's the chain block going? You know, you're, you're a moron. You have no idea what you're talking about. You know, this is uh no, this, this isn't real. Crypto in any way, shape, or form is not real. Things have changed rapidly in the last five years where now you have the commerce director giving a presentation on this. That's significant.
1: It is. And I mean, if anybody's going to do it, Liz will get that done. That's um, true. Yeah. <laughs> RaiHub wouldn't be here without Governor Raimundo. Mm-hmm. Governor Raimundo actually is the reason why uh, all of these innovation campuses exist. So, so the answer is, yes, government does work well um, here in the state to actually... Make things happen on the high-tech front or the tech front, I should say.
0: Last couple of minutes here, just focusing again on Startup Week, which is exciting. And it, as you mentioned, it starts tomorrow. Um, for the listeners that may want to get involved, how do you get involved? Can you register for, for example, that, that Tanner presentation on Monday? How does all this play out and what should people do?
1: Most important, go to the website, com. And you'll see the you know, easy to click on events and you'll see every single day, just scroll right through it. Everything's free. Uh, the boat cruise, I think might be, you know, 15 bucks, but everything else is free. Um, and it, please everybody can sign up for anything. Um, and, and it, like, like I mentioned, every day, by the way, every, every morning at nine a.m., we have a quick overview of what's happening that day. That's all virtual, but this year versus last year, we have a lot of in-person events where people are getting together, networking, that was missing last year. Everything was pretty much on Zoom. So that's a big change this year.
2: Yeah, and if I may, I I just wanted to flag a really cool event that Social Enterprise Greenhouse is um, doing on Tuesday. Um, We have Ben Anderson, uh, the former CEO of B Corp, B Lab, and we just have this incredible panel of three businesses, um, all based um, in Rhode Island, that are focusing on social impact, and they're just it's just a group of super dynamic uh business leaders um with well-known brands and really thinking about um their footprint on our communities and the role business has um uh in in you know being a social purpose business.
0: Yeah, and we we had big major headline news in the business sector with Patagonia recently. That can be, you know, I don't want to say trickle down because it's not directly related, but it can be uh, extrapolated down to Rhode Island where a similar mindset exists throughout our robust startup um, and small business sector. So uh, I think it's important for people who are engaged in this stuff to know that it's, it's not just Patagonia.
2: Right. These are real examples um, and the, they're both entrepreneurs and businesses that are that are incredibly relatable. So I think for for folks um, in the food service space, blue economy, banking and all sorts of small business leaders looking to have um, a social impact or bring in more of a social impact lens um, into their businesses. This is this is for you. <laughs> all
0: right. And then in general, you know, just just getting involved with your work. Each of you. um. How can people find social enterprise greenhouse and Ryan on online on social media in particular?
2: Uh, Google us, <laughs> but we're also on We're also um on socials, S E Greenhouse, and our website is Segreenhouse.org.
0: And Annette.
1: We are
2: Rihub. R i h u b
1: dot org because we are a nonprofit, by the way, not a state organization.
0: All right. Well, thank you all very much. Startup Week here in Rhode Island. It's a great thing. It's um, we're heading in the right direction when stuff like this is happening here. There's no question about it.
2: Thanks for having us, Bill.